0: welcome back to the beauty inspires beauty podcast i am your host jessica bergio and as on cue this is my girl kiki but i just have to make mention that it is 1 11 pst time that we're recording this so it's so just like on point with our friendship who she is and the things that we're going to talk to you guys about today, which are my favorite topic. And I'm pretty sure one of her most favorite topics too, which is all around boundaries. So Kiki, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and how, how
1: perfectly aligned that we started at 111.
0: 11. I know. And I had to push it off because I was doing some other crazy stuff this morning. We are just both coming back from a week of Christmas and new year's excitement. I was going to say fuckery. That was the first time. <laughs> A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. So Kiki and I know each other through a mutual friend of ours. And we have formed our own friendship. And just watching um, the journey that she's taken over the last like two years has really had a profound impact on like my business and stepping into my power just as a woman and professionally, you know, shifting out of something that you have done for a very long time, something that you worked really hard to grow and something that you always thought you were supposed to do. And kind of just that known, like, put your head down, do what you're supposed to do, you know, work as hard as you possibly can, even if it doesn't feel right anymore, even if it doesn't feel like what you're supposed to be doing anymore. Um, because we are, we have discovered, (laughs) we are people pleasers. Yay. Anybody else? (laughs) You know, we have both, um, Thrived in the space of making sure everybody around us is happy and that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing according to everybody else's rules. And so, I can't think of two better people to talk about boundaries today. Literally, this is so perfect. So, can you give us a little bit of your background? I have your bio. It sounds like you've lived a hundred years with all Kiki. the. <laughs> I have <laughs> Kiki that I know. Her name is Kelly. We call her Kiki in our crew, and she goes by that on Instagram. Um, is this passionate entrepreneur spirit who led down the path of medicine as a physician's assistant, followed working with her father and has helped women, um, just in, in the space of like figuring out the things that are wrong with us, right? Like what is affecting you day-to-day causing you to not live and feel your best. So what I've known her to shift into now is this, this person who can discover the, the, core reasons as to why we're not feeling well, why we're not operating at our best self. So she's calling herself the hormone guru on Instagram now. And really, that's really what you are. We've had so many conversations you and I about, you know, this is bothersome or this, or like we've bonded over vitamins and supplements. And she was there to support me when I had COVID sending me all the healthy things that I needed to be taking to to take care of myself. So talk to us how you got started in just the world of medicine and then, how you ended up where you are now helping women on such a more like niche level of hormone specific stuff.
1: Absolutely. So, I was so resistant to going into medicine for so long because my dad is a doctor. And I mean, he was literally in medical school when I was born. And so, I grew up with him, you know, early in his career, trying to make a name for himself. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. That sounds terrible. And I resisted for so long. I tried so many different things. I was a fashion merchandising major. I had a minor in business administration for literally two years of college. I took so many credits in those fields. And then I was like, this isn't it. And I finally realized, you know, I was really, I was always so good at math and science. It came so easy to me. I was like, I guess I guess I should give this whole pre-med thing a try and see how it goes. And I loved it. And, but, you know, again, even all the way back then, I mean, I have countless stories and examples of this, but I became a PA because my dad told me to. I mean, I could have gone anyway with math and science. And my dad was like, well, what about medical school? And if you want to go to medical school, well, you should go to PA school because, You're a woman who doesn't want to be in school for a decade and who wants a family and who wants a life. And I was like, great, how do I sign up? And, you know, I had to do the work, but I was definitely motivated, but I never would have admitted it back then by my dad encouraging me to go that route. And so going through grad school, I lived in Orlando. I'm from the Philadelphia area. I loved Florida. And I never thought in a million years I would move back. But looking back, I decided to join my dad in practice because I thought that was what I was supposed to do. I thought it would make everybody happy. It didn't really matter what I wanted, that's what I did. And I have been in practice with him for over seven years. And I ended up falling into the wellness side of our practice. I was supposed to actually take over his side. He is sports medicine trained, but specializes in regenerative medicine, which is all those injection procedures that are supposed to help your body naturally heal itself from musculoskeletal injuries. And I, we had a, a PA leave who was running our wellness center. And I kind of fell into that place, learned about men and women's hormones, started working with men and women to optimize their hormone levels with bioidentical hormone medications. And all, at, all during this time, I actually started suffering from my own hormone issues, hormone imbalances, really, really severely. And I was started on the hormones that I was trained to prescribe. And after a few years of going on and off of them, they started causing like horrible side effects. I couldn't tolerate them anymore. And I was like, now what? And so that was really the very beginning of when I had to realize like, this way that I've been trained to treat people and that I am literally utilizing on a daily basis is no, no longer working for me. And I have to figure something else out. And that created this huge misalignment between what I was doing every day and what I actually believed in and what was actually working for me. And so over the past three plus years, I've been kind of having like this identity crisis where, you know, I know the ins and outs of what is happening with people's hormones and what the root causes are, but I'm not being paid in my practice to get into diet and exercise and lifestyle modifications and supplementation. I'm being paid to prescribe medicine and check levels. And like, there has been such a disconnect there for me. And it's been feeling so out of integrity. And so I have really had to like reevaluate and like take a step back and figure out like, where are my priorities? Like, what do I want to do? What really fulfills me and what makes me happy? And in my health journey and figuring out, you know, what has helped me, I finally realized I was going through that Because I was supposed to help women who didn't have the answers, who had no one to turn to, who Western medicine had failed. And so I have over the past year plus been very slowly transitioning from my Western medicine practice to a coaching, a holistic health coaching model where I help women with the same modalities that have helped me over the years and have literally saved and changed my life. And that's, you know, really overall a very holistic, natural approach and encouraging the body to heal itself and, you know, work how it's supposed to work, but offering support in that, that process. That's a big piece of what Western medicine is missing. Our bodies need support because, you know, the, the medicines that were developed decades ago, the reference ranges for normal lab values that were developed decades ago, like they, a lot of times actually no longer apply anymore and we're still using them. And that's why people are so sick and getting even sicker. And that's why, you know, there's so many people with hormone imbalances who their doctors are trying to help. And like, they're just not getting anywhere.
0: Honestly, like everything you're saying, it just, I know so many people over the last several years, cause I'm a good 10 years older than you that have suffered like women. Why? Especially from the point of before children to like having children and all of the things in between. It's like, I, we, we know, we know that Western medicine wants to throw like a prescription at it and hope that that like, just puts like a bow on something. But at the end of the day, if you don't know why something is the way it is. Yes. The prescription or the drug can make you feel better or make the symptom go away. Like when people take blood pressure medication, I'm like, there's a reason why you have high blood pressure. It's not a high, And still live your same life and take a pill. Like that's, I mean, it defeats the entire purpose of figuring out why your body's trying to tell you something. And I just feel like in, in, in the old space, there isn't, there isn't enough time or room for people to really dive deep and to have that support, have those conversations and figure out what it is that's causing the root issues. Because at the end of the day, like a lot of times we don't even know what we're doing to ourselves. And I think it's so much more than like, we are now more aware that our energy that we are taking on day to day can cause a physical effect on our bodies, whether it's through stress or work or whatever, all of the outside things that we talk about, like creating boundaries. If you have none, if you're constantly in a state of like fight or flight, if your cortisone levels are like shot through the roof, if your adrenals are fatigued because you live on coffee and you don't eat properly, like that's not a pill that needs to be like administered. That's not hormone therapy creams that need to be given. It's like, you need to recognize how, you know, you're showing up. And I know that it takes, you know, a lot of conversations with your current clients now to kind of really get to the root cause of like what their symptoms are and where they're coming from and how long ago they started and all that in between. So what is kind of your process now with, when you sit down with a new client that comes to you, because I know there's some things that you specialize in because you've gone through them specifically, but What are some things that you are seeing now that people sit down and and kind of are coming to you for?
1: So, you know, I always say the vehicle for what I'm doing is hormones, but hormones are just the tip of the iceberg. Like your hormones are affected by all this other stuff under the surface, you know, that's like actually wreaking havoc on your body. So what I do with my clients now is, I mean... I have so many different ways I can take it. So a lot of it is really dependent on what, what is going on symptom-wise, what their history is and all of that. But I break it down into these little like mini lessons. Like we have a whole hour conversation about liver overwhelm and how can you support your liver? Because a lot, I, th- I think probably top three reasons that we all are suffering so much from so many different things is because our livers are so freaking overwhelmed. And I talk about this all the time. We are exposed to so much crap on a regular basis. There's chemicals in our food, our air, our water, our cleaning products, you know, everything. And our livers just can't keep up. Like they, they were never designed to keep up with such like toxic overload. And so our livers are not only responsible for detoxifying our bodies. Like we think about like, Oh yeah, I'm drinking this cocktail tonight. Like my liver is going to help me process it and get rid of it by tomorrow morning, you know, depending on how much you drink. And, um, but our livers are actually responsible for hormone metabolism and regulation and filtering out excess hormones, the xenoestrogens, the fake estrogens that we're exposed to on a regular basis. Like that's what our livers are supposed to be filtering out. They're supposed to help us with maintaining our metabolism and losing weight with maintaining our energy levels. And like, we wonder why we're tired all the time. We can't lose weight. We have brain fog. Our hormones are totally fucked. Like our livers are so freaking overwhelmed. And so if you're not doing anything on a daily basis to help your liver process all that it has to process, then it's just building up and it's just getting worse over time. And so like, that's a big one that I teach on hormones. Obviously I, I teach on them. I mean, everybody could use some supplementation for support of whether it's too much of a certain hormone or too little, depending on what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, I teach on our cycles, you know, I I really like to teach about what what exactly is happening in each phase of your cycle. I encourage um, period tracking with like body temperature, so that you know, like, okay, when's ovulation happening? When am I in this phase? When am I in that? And it's so empowering to know like, okay, I'm getting my period in a week. This is why I feel like I want to murder everybody around me. And yeah. And going back to the liver being overwhelmed, liver overwhelm is what contributes to the PMS symptoms. So like, that's the root cause of that, you know? And so there's just so much, it's all so connected. There's so much supplementation. B vitamins are a precursor for progesterone. You know, like there's, there's genetic mutations, there's, I have an, I have a background in Ayurvedic medicine. So I get into that. I have a lot of experience with the medical mediums teachings, So I get into a lot of his stuff. So it's a really unique, universal approach to the body um, that is really dictated by a combination of what's going on with the person in front of me and a lot of my intuition.
0: Definitely. You, you have a, a innate gift that you can just kind of hold so much space for somebody. Um, I've never really had a friend like you, and I'm so grateful to know you and to be in that space because I feel like sometimes we think we need so much more than we do. And sometimes you just need that small space to be able to like work things out and to have somebody see you hold the space for you and help you work through something. And a lot of these issues are not things that we talk about. You don't go to cocktails with your girlfriends and chit chat about your PMS. Like you might say I'm PMSing, but like, that's about the extent of it. You don't say like, I got into a knockdown drag out fight with my boyfriend and wanted to kill him. And almost like, you know, we don't, we don't like always share all of these things. And sometimes we don't know what like the symptoms are being caused from like, you might think, Oh, I drank a little bit too much. That's why I have brain fog this week. But like, if it's a chronic thing that keeps sneaking up on you, I watch people repeat patterns and expect like, the situations are how they feel to be different. Or I'm just getting older. Like that's such a great excuse at my age. Like, Oh, you're a mom or you're 40 years old, or that's just normal to have an extra 10 pounds now because yada, yada, yada. Well, will know that's a direct effect of my hormones, but it's also the way like I've been showing up for myself. I've overworked myself. I've been stressed out. I'm taking on too much. I'm trying to people please still like I'm still a work in progress when it comes to all this stuff too. So that's why I love, like, I always say to you guys, like stay close to conversations that Will inspire you to take action on your physical well being, your mental health, like all of that. And your physical well being plays a huge part in your mental health. Like, if we don't physically feel well, you will beat yourself up for not feeling good or not having the energy you need to get shit done. Like, I know as a mom, especially, like that shit guilts me into like pushing through, which isn't exactly what I always need. So, that's where we like end up talking about boundaries so much is a lot of it can start there before you even self-diagnose before you even start talking about specific things that are like ailments in you like creating boundaries in your life which you guys hear me talk about all the time or like my non-negotiables like my boundaries are part of my non-negotiables mm-hmm. and so like that's why I just wanted to bring Kiki on to, to talk with you guys I know I talk mostly to the beauty industry and While I started this podcast thinking I was only going to talk to people in our industry, I quickly realized like, there are so many things that, I mean, we're predominantly women in our industry and ages ranging from, I started at 19, I'm in my forties now. And I have, you know, friends in the business that are in their fifties and sixties, like there's so much stress that goes into our career that so many people don't understand, like holding space for people day in and day out, people pleasing over serving, like working more than you need to. Like we're physically using our bodies and our mind. Like it's, it's such a taxing job and only people in this industry, like truly understand it. The rest of the world seems to think we just play with hair and like don't have, like it's so easy and I know you don't, but I feel like everyone can relate to that even if you're not in this industry. And that's why it's so important for me to bring you guys so much different perspective from like the network of friends I have now. And it's just like, I have to bring this to you. And and it's so wonderful to like be able to have this conversation with you, Kiki, because I feel like it's just not talked about enough. Like we post pretty graphics on boundaries, but what does that really mean? So I know you have a, a holiday guide up that you were talking all about boundaries, um, will you share a little bit about like what comes to you intuitively around like boundaries and what, what are some things that you've shifted? Cause I know you've finally like started implementing a lot of boundaries in your life, which would you agree? Boundaries are for us. They're not necessarily for other people. Boundaries are to protect and serve you first and foremost. Um, and I I truly feel like they're a guide to give people, you know, not restrictions, but kind of like a playbook on how to treat you. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause we, we, we allow yes definitely so it was
1: interesting i i knew i wanted to create something that i was giving away for free you know something really valuable with a lot of the tips and tricks that i talk about all the time and you know talk to my clients about and talk a lot about on instagram and implement for myself and i like sat down to write it and i was like oh yeah this is going to be like i eat this not that kind of guide and next thing i knew i was like 10 pages in and it was all about having boundaries and i was like oh this is what we're missing this is what we need and you know whenever we're creating these things for our people like it's usually because we need them too and so I was literally sitting in my bathtub, like typing this thing out. And I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, 20, 2021 was definitely like the first year I, I think that I was really able to um, fully implement boundaries in so many different areas of my life. And the big one that kept coming up for me in writing this guide i was pulling my audience too as i was like writing bits and pieces of this and the common denominator that i found between everything everyone was saying was boundaries it was all about boundaries and so you know time with family came up a lot um feeling obligated to spend time with family feeling obligated to spend money on gifts for family that people didn't necessarily have. And I have a whole section in there about, you know, ideally we remove ourselves from the people that suck the life out of us, right? And the light. And, but there are situations where you can't. And, you know, these are people you're quote unquote stuck with forever. Could you write them out of your life completely? Sure. You know, some of us don't want to. And so how do you take care of yourself after and before being around someone who sucks the life out of you? Like that's, that's what's important, you know? And I I bring that point back to talking about like the example of the liver overwhelm, you know, we can't like remove ourselves from this world that we live in. We're exposed to so much crap all the time, but how can we support our bodies so that we can actually like thrive on this planet while we're here, you know? And so, um, I have a lot of tips about like just prioritizing yourself. We get so wrapped up in the day to day. I mean, I had a moment in this past year where I realized I was like always just trying to catch up on work. So I was filling my days with something that really doesn't bring me any joy and something that stresses me out and only creates anxiety in my life. And next thing I knew it had been months of days of weeks full of all these activities that don't bring me joy. And I was wondering why I was so anxious and so miserable. Like I wasn't doing anything for myself. And when I shifted that and started prioritizing myself over my work, I started becoming more productive. I could get less done in a, I'm sorry, more done in a shorter amount of time. Like it's incredible when you just implement these little things. And I always say like to my clients, I'm here to remind you of the things you already know, but you forgot. And like the things that you need reassurance with, because these are all like, you know, simple, simple little tips and tricks. Like that's really all they are. It's just that we forget about them because we get so wrapped up. And so I'm always promoting to my clients, like, or asking, you know, how much time do you have in a day by yourself? And, you know, the, the, the lucky ones, the the good ones who have worked on some prioritizing of themselves are like, oh, well, I have the hour that I work out. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But that's your time for working out. Where's the time for you? And they're like, oh, I never thought about it like that. And, you know, I mean, five minutes before your family wakes up five minutes after your kids go to bed, like, you could just sit with yourself, you could journal, you know, I, I try to encourage activities during those times that are really just time for you to go inward and like how, what can you do to help yourself go return back to yourself and then go within Because that is so, so, so important. It's such an important boundary to have in place so that you are not being fully depleted by whatever is happening in your day, whether it's being around family who, you know, stresses you out and drains you, or, you know, I mean, these, these different things apply, like, throughout the whole entire year. So that was a big section. I have a, you know, a few tips and tricks, of course, on food and moving your body regularly. And like, I'm, I always emphasize to my clients, I don't care if it's like 10 minutes a day, I don't care if you just go outside and walk around the block once, like, Just setting the intention to move your body daily is going to plant that seed, create awareness around it. It's gonna be on your radar. You may start with a walk around the block. It may turn into a mile walk, which may turn into a jog. You know, like just getting started with something rather than being completely sedentary is progress and it's something worth celebrating. And it's a great outlet for all the stress from being around
0: people who drain you.
1: Absolutely,
0: and so, like, so many things are coming to mind right now because yeah. – okay over the years, those things for me have changed that support me in doing that, whether it's the movement or what type of movement or working out or what type of working out. And I always was the same way of like your previous clients saying that that workout time was like my me time. I realized that's not always the me time that I need. And so I may not be the fittest I've ever been in my life right now, but I'm at the most peace I've ever been with myself. And my days run so much smoother. And I would, I would beg to believe that like, if you tested levels versus, you know, how I used to operate versus now, I'm really good. Um, we had an IV done before we had our new year's Eve party and the lady did all my vitals and she's like, wow, you're like healthy as can be like, they were perfect. And I'm like, I think it's because I've been able to find things that support my, my levels to keep everything like at a, at a healthy pace. I don't have anxiety like I used to. And I never knew what anxiety was before. I, I, I knew the feeling of anxiousness, but for me, what I see traditional anxiety for people was, um, was, was anxiousness in the sense of like, I would, I would do so many other things to not do the thing I was supposed to be doing. I was like queen procrastinator, but I was like the most productive procrastinator there ever was. Right. Like there was one thing that had to be done, but I do 92 other things instead of that one thing that needed to be done. And I was like you running around with like a chicken with my head cut off in the sense of like doing all the things that weren't filling me up. Um, because I didn't create time or space to do stuff that like was really calling to me. And I, 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 to be honest, like journaling was like, felt like a waste of time. I'm like, what is the point of this? And if I was just going to go for a walk, that's not exercising. That's not enough. Like I was always all or nothing. And I realized like, that doesn't have to be the case. Like I can be one pant size bigger and not stress my body out to the point of, you know, who is that for, you know, what, what is that for that time to journal and reflect or to take that walk around the block to just give yourself some quiet time to think. You know, that extra 15 minutes in the morning, I give myself a whole hour now before my kid wakes up, you know, and a lot of times I just sit and journal and I don't, I sit and drink my coffee. I sit and just be, I I did not know how to do that for the last like 15, 16 years. I did not, um, being was uncomfortable that created anxiety that created, um, where I felt like I wasn't doing enough. The guilt came in over, like, I should be working. I should be cleaning. I should be doing all the things. And, um, I think that's where the joke comes. Like we always say all the things, but our friend, you know, she means it in another way, but I feel like for me, it was like, I have to do all the things or I'm not good enough. Yes. So once boundary started being implemented, all the things that you're saying, like it, it really shifted how I show up and how much more productive I am in a shorter amount of time. And that's why like clients now joke. I don't think any of my clients, like behind the chair clients listen to my podcast, but if they do, it's, it's not a personal, like whatever on client, on my clients about only working one day a week, but I get the comments like, Oh, that must be nice. You're only working one day a week. And I'm like, it's fucking awesome. Right. That's why I'm still able to do hair at the level I do it because I only do it one day a week. And then I give myself six days to recover from, you know, over delivering and making sure that like all 10, 12 people that I saw that day are taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with family. Like I didn't think I could ever have boundaries around spending time with family. You know, my mother and I are such only 19 years apart. So we're so close in age. And she was a kid when she had me, she had to learn how to be like an adult, a mom, all the things like raising me. So it's no wonder we butt heads or why, you know, she tries to over parent my parenting with my kid. And I just thought, you know, be grateful that she's like being so helpful, but there's so many times where I'm like, Yo, like, if we have a relationship, you need to let me like figure this parenting stuff out, and like, those are boundaries that were hard to say and implement, and I still have to reinforce them often with her. But now it comes at so much more ease because I know if I don't, this the relationship won't last. And so I want the relationship to last. I want to have a healthy relationship with my mom. Therefore, I set the boundaries same with friendships. You know, I think when you're younger, you feel like you have to have all these friends in this huge social circle and like be everywhere all the time. And I'm sure like most people, as we get older, like it's really quantity over or quality over quantity in the sense of going deeper with people rather than going further. You know, you can network and be acquaintance and, and like get out in the world like we do, but, um, there's only certain people that can fit the energy in the space that you're at now. Yes. And I feel like a lot of people make excuses for people in their life. They've been around for years and years. It's same with like relationships. You get into it. I've spent two years, three years, five years, some people, 20 years. And they're like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I tell myself all the time, my grandfather lived to be 93 years old, his mom, 102. I'm like two years, five years. Like Chris Harder always says he's one of our mentors if you were driving down the road for two hours and you realized you were going the wrong way to your destination, would you stay going the wrong way or would you fucking turn around and go the other way? And when he like tells that analogy, I'm like, bro, <laughs> the head slapper where you're like, yeah, you're right. You literally slam on the brakes and be like, no big deal. You turn around and go the other way. So true. But I feel like for some people, um, boundaries is still kind of like a foreign thing that they, they, they say they have them, they want them even personally, like people I know that want to quit smoking or not drinking or don't want to party or like clients I've worked with that want certain things in their businesses, but they know that their behaviors or actions are hindering their progress and their success or their next level of where they're trying to go because they keep showing up in a way that's not serving them. Mm -hmm. So boundaries aren't always for you to put on other people for you. They're for you to support you. And then If I think that that main point can get driven home, like at the end of the day, it's just you versus you and it's you taking care of you and you loving yourself first and foremost.
1: Absolutely. And I think what you said is so important. Like, I think people kind of misunderstand boundaries too. Like they don't have to be all or nothing. You, you can be somewhere in the middle. Like it doesn't have to be black or white. It can be gray. And that's okay. And that's something that I really tried to emphasize in this guide. Like, if you have a family member who drives you crazy, but like you have to see them on a holiday, that's okay. You don't have to cut them out of your life completely, but you have to learn how to fill your cup before you're like giving to other people. So, just finding that like happy medium where you're supported and your cup is full, and then you can like tolerate a bit more
0: is gonna make you feel so much more at peace. 100%. So what are some changes you've seen or really transformations you've seen in some of your clients who have like got the aha, have gotten the help from you that they needed? Like where are they at now versus where they started?
1: So it's been really interesting. I mean, first of all, weight loss. I it's it's really fun, it's really cool because clients come to me and they're like, oh, "I want to lose weight." Like you know like mean girls i want lo- i want to lose 3 pounds no like <laughs> they're you know they're feeling stuck like in their in their health journey overall but like with weight loss especially is usually the common denominator and um they But then I I like to sit down with them on on our first call and ask like, well, what are your other health goals? And it's funny because it's always things that like they never would have said or I never would have assumed. And so I'm always really glad that I asked that. And it's usually digestion or libido or mood or, you know, I just want to be healthy. I just want to feel healthy. I just want to be happy. Um, I want my anxiety to be less. So It's really interesting because digestion is always the first to improve and weight weight loss is always the last to happen. So I always tell everybody like weight loss is a really nice side effect of everything else being aligned. And so for some people, it happens really quickly. And it, it happens so quickly that a lot of people don't even think to tell me, I have to ask them. And we're like, you know, multiple calls in and I'm like, well, where's your weight? Like, what's happening with that? And they're like, oh, I've been down five pounds for like weeks. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? That's huge. Um, but so weight loss is definitely something I see, but an, something that I think is so much more important because wouldn't I, wouldn't you agree? I think I think most people would agree with this, but I don't want to speak for everyone. Um I, f- I feel like I almost don't care what size I am. If I am happy, I'm not riddled with anxiety and I feel healthy. For sure. Like I've been the heaviest I've ever been for the past two years. And like, I have felt great and I've been so at peace and I've had my moments where I've beat myself up. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, but overall I have been the happiest I've ever been. And so I find that a lot of clients as these other things fall into place, they don't worry so much about their weight. And then by the time, you know, we're wrapping up working together, they're like, Oh wow, I'm down 10, 15, 20 pounds. And I'm like, Holy crap. It's, it's just a product of alignment. And so um, but something even bigger than that, that I'm finding is My mission, and I came up with this before I started doing this work, my mission is to help women reconnect with their bodies and reclaim their health. And that is exactly what is happening in these containers with my clients. And it's really amazing to witness the evolution of each of them individually as we have, you know, call after call. And they, I mean, after the first call, they're already connecting with their bodies in a way that like they never have before. They're learning to listen to their bodies. They're learning to eat intuitively, whether it's eating certain things or eating at certain times or only eating when they're hungry or, you know, whatever. Um, And then as we wrap up our containers together, they're at a point where they're like, the world just looks so different because they're in their body. They're grounded on this earth like they've never been before. They're so in tune with themselves that their intuition is so strong that they are now reshaping their whole entire life, setting boundaries with you know, friends that they thought were their friends who they're realizing are, you know, sucking energy from them and like total energy leaks. They're leaving jobs that they've been at for years that they hated because they're finally realizing that like they deserve something better. Like they're setting these really like ginormous boundaries after going through this coaching with me for their hormones. And that all goes back to like, like I said, hormones are the vehicle, but like, it just, this work like opens doors to a a connection with yourself, like just on a completely different level.
0: That is so powerful. And I can totally see how that is happening for these people, because honestly, like knowing you and, and having conversations in depth more around how to like, get more into your body like I did not understand what that meant. like I've taken yoga over the years I've done you know uh, some personal development work and I've read the books and I've listened to the podcast and I really think I know that I for the longest time thought that was doing the work. And while a lot of that is preliminary work, that is just unlocking like Pandora's box as to like how deep you can go to really step in and like fucking listen to your body because your body has all the answers that you need. Yes. Women, intuitively, we have all the answers we need. If anything ever goes awry in your life, you can literally say to yourself, I knew that was going to happen, or I felt something, or I knew that was off, or like you can rarely, rarely are you like fucking so blindsided by something, right? Like, so true. When people get cancer, it's the same thing. Is it fair? No. Is it fucked up? Yes. Is it like nobody deserves, I have air quotes right now to get cancer. No, but it's a, it's a manifestation of something that your body has been trying to tell you yeah. or show you. Yeah. Um, and if you really stop and, and had been paying attention or knew how to pay attention or listen, you might've caught something sooner or been able to prevent something. Yeah, so That could be can- anything from cancer to like, I know you've de- dealt with so many other health issues. Like it could be a plethora of things that are detrimental or could take you out, um, and, and much like, you know, the, the word we can't talk about of what's going on in the world right now, like a lot of that too, can be avoided. You getting sick, maybe not being avoided, but being able to take care of yourself, all of the vitamins that you sent me and that you, the regimen that you had me on, was I sick? Yes. Did I recover in a really awesome way? Yes. Did I feel like I had everything to empower myself to get through that? Yes. So it's like the knowingness of what needs to be done. Like so many people you can ask them, Oh, do you know about this? Yes. Do you do it? No. Right. Why? Yeah. Like one of those things, like I always say for women, we show up and we do the most for other people, strangers. We don't even know. Sometimes Yeah, won't do that same shit for ourselves. Yeah. You know, I remember going to the doctors a couple of years ago, my hair was getting really thin and my skin, I just, I felt like, Oh, that's it. I'm almost 40. Like it's all downhill. I'm having thinning hair. There's got it. It's gotta be my thyroid. Something's gotta be off. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to get tested and she's going to tell me it's this and this, and you're going to take this pill and I'm going to drop 20 pounds. My hair is going to come back thicker. And the doctor literally like, thank God for her. Like she was probably a bit like you. She sat me down and she was like, well, what are you doing to take care of your hair? And I was like, (laughs) dare her at like, I'm a hairdresser. And she's like, well, when's the last time you did a scalp treatment? Like she was literally like turning the whole script on me. Like when was the last time that you made sure you drink enough water consistently? Like she just went through all of these things and thank God for her. I literally went home and I was like, she's totally right. I can't remember the last time I did any of that stuff. Yeah. She's like, you don't want me to tell you it's your thyroid. <laughs> she's right. like, you want me to tell you something's wrong. She's like, right. You're noticing these symptoms, your body's trying to tell you some things. So go back and figure out what it is you need to do to support yourself. And without a doubt, all of that kind of stuff cleared up. Absolutely. I always
1: say, like, you want to listen to your body when she's still whispering to you. You don't want to wait until it's a scream because it can be too late when you get to that point, or it can be really, really hard to come back from. And something else I wanted to add there's a quote, I can't remember who says it but it's, um, the goal of a physician should be to find health because anyone can find disease. Mm, that's powerful, right? Like it's, it's hard to find health. It's hard to like, you know, backtrack and like figure out, okay, what were you doing? What was happening that is now contributing to your hair loss or, you know, your skin problems or whatever. So yeah, I love, I love that quote. And I try to live by that with my clients.
0: I'm obsessed. I think, I think we could geek out on like all the supplementation and all the things that I'm like, my grandma and my mother were like, you guys, if you hear me talk about, if you guys follow me on social too, like, you know, like I'm a huge proponent for like healthy living, healthy mindset, all that kind of shit. Um, But we still live our fun life too. Like we just had an awesome New Year's together. We just partied our faces off. Like you can do all of that stuff if you pre- take care of yourself if you create the space afterwards to take care of your body and supplement and all that kind of stuff so like it this isn't a never drink never party never have any fun never have any like trashy friends again like (laughs) um, there's ways to like add it in in ways that you can still take care of yourself but um it's the beginning of the year and we just really wanted to like bring these reminders to you if there's been things you've been struggling with you have questions like kiki's dms are always open um if you've ever thought about you know addressing any issues you maybe had that you've been playing that small, that they aren't that big of a deal. Um, she definitely is your girl. And I couldn't speak more highly of like working with you, knowing you, like you have so much information on all the levels, the Western medicine, all the new world shit. Like it, it literally, you, you are like a guru. You're gonna, and, and again, gurus are here just to remind you of most of the things you already know. Mm-hmm. And your guide to come back to the place of knowingness of what you really need. And it's so much nicer to do this kind of work with someone who gets it and you can have conversations with. So um, reach out to her, um, send her a big, you know, list of questions that you have. If, if you're interested in working, like I can't, I can't like, I know this isn't a plug for you, but it is because <laughs> I feel like everybody could be using this type of help in their life. So um, will you give us your guide link so that we can give us to the people listening? Yeah. It's
1: at, it's hollyjollyu.com.
0: Okay. Will it still be up for people to grab for a while? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And if you guys have any issues, just send me a message and I'll make sure we get you that free resource guide to creating boundaries in your life and, you know, getting through. It doesn't just have to be a holiday. It could be your birthday. It could be, yeah. a, party, it could be a wedding. It could be an event of any sort, like all the same principles apply, um, to, Creating those boundaries so yeah. thanks for thanks for our conversation today thank you so much girl love you where can people find you on instagram right at kiki Shipple. kiki shippel yep I'm sorry yes okay. uh, and then that resource is on her on her bio and her link if you can grab it there or you can find it in our show notes yes all right guys i hope you guys had a wonderful holiday and stay in touch shoot kiki a message and as always we want to hear from you so send us a message tell us what you've been up to and as always beauty inspires beauty Take
1: care.